Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Well, well, well I hope you enjoyed the Wolf and Al episodes where we were face to face Because we've gone back <laughs> to being on Zoom We revert we, to type, Yeah, and this is, this is where you get to see If the connection really does lose a second of comedic timing um, well, um, mate, you know what you're going to lose here? I reckon what? you could lose so much. Time. This, I, I'm going to be out there and say, this is the most hungover I've ever been to do a podcast. Mm. I'm feeling. Hi, Tom. <laughs> My guy. Uh, um, what happened? I went to play golf yesterday. Mm. And then, uh, and then I, we, we decided to sort of like have a few beers with... You know, you know when you worry about the episodes, we worry about the episodes being the same because we don't plan anything. Yeah. Do me a favor, sort of just mix up some of the shit you do, right? <laughs> because if somebody if somebody's listening to this episode not knowing what number it was for some reason, and then it starts with I was playing golf, they've got no idea when that could have been over the last 18 months. Do you know what I mean? Because well, yeah, well do you think that I should be doing more stuff than well, you, think, listen, you, you I, go out and do a lot of varied shit, right? Yeah, you're I do, like, actually. I do. I, no, no, I, no, you do, you do. Yeah. I mean, no, you go I, to gigs. I know you have, I know you're trying to have a dig or something. I don't no, know. I'm not I, do, a dig. I do, I do actually. No, you're do. So, this is the thing. I you're have so, a varied diet of life experiences. You do. You know what my thing is, right? Number one, I'm now very, I'm, I'm in the fetal position, right? Right, yeah. I'm where you've been so many times in this. Okay. And I have to implore you not to put those big old size 13s in on me. Okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna be listen. I'm gonna look after you. All right. Gentle. Rock. So you went and play. You went and played golf, and then what happened? We we played. I, you know one, I played we, golf. Yeah. I thought you'd given up. And I live quite near you. Yeah. No. You, you've given up. I thought you'd given up. Well, look, I haven't played for like a, a, a year, but I still have the clubs. Well, and, can I just uh, say I haven't played and a properly. willingness to meet some friends. I, I've not played properly for quite some time, and it it was genuine. I played at a very good course. The Grove. It's a brilliant, beautiful course. Oh yeah, I know that very well. Yeah, and we stunk. I would up have the been course. there in a heartbeat. What? We stunk it up bad, man. Maybe the three worst golfers ever to play on that course. Right. Everyone there was there was people sent out in buggies to come and to, like, to tell us to hurry up because we were so oh. bad, so slow. And like, you know, when you're just watching other people and it just they the, the other people around you are absolutely nailing the what, thing you're what, trying your hardest at. Were there people waiting for you at the hole for you to? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. And then, and then it started raining, and I could see people thinking, "Oh, these guys are just sort of weekend golfers; they're going to give in." And we were thought, "Oh, let's sort of stick with it." Uh, we, to be fair, we only played like nine holes, and then we were a bit like, "Fuck this! This is just too much." The rain was too much, and also we, we were playing so badly, like taking um, thirteen get, shots and some holes. Did you get frustrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I genuinely, I was like, "Why have I taken this up as a hobby?" I, I, when I'm playing okay, I, I, I never play particularly well, but when I'm playing okay, I think, oh, yeah, this is all right. And then when you play badly, you think, what am I doing to my, my mental health to yeah. bring something into my life that I'm so bad at and yeah. to play in front of people who are all just watching, just going, this guy's an absolute fucking loser. Yeah, it's difficult uh, because golf actually, it's advertised, well, it's not, it's not advertised, but on the surface of it, it seems like quite a relaxing thing to do, but actually it's incredibly fucking frustrating, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'd say, arguably say, there was times in yesterday's game where not just had I never seen a golf ball in a golf club before, but that someone had, had to explain to me that a ball rolls, that I'd never seen an actual ball or any circular sort of motion of a device in my mm. life. Yeah, I mean, it didn't need complicating that sentence. Um, <laughs> do you, did, did you get nervous about, um, did you get nervous about showing your true colours? Because like, when I first started going out with Lisa, right. um, when we moved in together, she said the way that I behaved around putting the Christmas lights up made me less attractive because I got really fucked off with how tangled up they got. And then another time we went to see Kanye 
in concert at the O2, and my anxiety about getting there on time, she said, was like she didn't. It was pre-ick, but I would say what yeah. she was describing was the ick. ick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you yeah. worry about your? Did you worry about your golfing behaviour in front? Of, I mean, I know you, you know have what? close friends, but yeah, but I know both of them looked at me at one point like I got. This is embarrassing to say, but we're 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 we're, we're honest on it. I even when I look back, like I can imagine it being the sort of. Like if Charlie and Alex were to have behaved, and Theo's too old for that behaviour, but Charlie, even mm. if you know were to behave in the way that I did, I genuinely was like, I hate this game. I don't think I. Look. I was nearly in tears at one point, and right, okay, that's, like that's, acting that's... like a kid. Like I was like, I'm just going to drive the buggy. Like after the fourth hole, I'm just going to drive back. You guys play on, but I, I just this isn't. For, and like, they were like, no, 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 stick with it. It's fine. And they've been really sweet. But I could tell that me being a big stupid baby. <laughs> had like taken a big warm dog shit on their day. It was um, like, it's difficult, yeah, isn't it? When it, it does happen, it happens to me very rarely. But you know that thing where you kind of you. It's not like you lose your temper. You you do lose your temper, but you sort of get upset in like a childlike I, way, and, and you're like sort it, of yeah. you're aware that what you're doing is ridiculous, but you still can't switch out of it. Do you know what I mean? You know the thing. I wasn't. It wasn't even like angry, like losing my temper. It was just pathetically like, and also yeah. like the two guys I'm playing with, and just naturally good. Like you know, me and you have talked about sport, but they're just naturally sporty people. So yeah. they haven't tried or practiced as hard as I ever have, and they were just naturally both. They're just were better than I am. So it's just kind of sort of like quite soul destroying when you sort of think, oh, actually, I might. <laughs> <laughs> might be the best one here, and it's sort of oh, after three yeah. holes well, that, you go. That was your that was your mistake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you, I just you've gone, in there, you've the gone in there with a little yeah. bit of ego, haven't you? No, that's no, what's no. I've, I've I've gone in there with hope, and actually, that's never been my friend. Yeah, that's I always gone in there. You, you thinking, know, if there's one thing that people should take from the wolf for now is that hope is a prick in disguise. It really is. <laughs> it's, I should really have just sort of just gone. You know your whole life where you've you sort of sailed the karma sea is when you know that you're fucking pathetic and you're not, yeah. you know that you're ultimately a loser and not to not to place any sort of like dreams or aspirations or doing well out of anything and then it's a lovely surprise if anything good comes along yeah uh, do you know the other thing that i find horrible is my behavior uh when i start to you know when like you play in a game of anything and you start to get ahead it's by fluke, but you don't realise it at the time. Like, what what happens to your behaviour is so disgusting, isn't it? It's just sort of... No, but also, I, don't, I, don't, I... I don't know what's... Honestly, I don't know what... I'm not... No, honestly, I've not been... I don't know what's going on. I, look, I'm as surprised as you are. I really am. <laughs> I, you know horrible. what? I crumble. I crumble. I absolutely crumble. If I'm in lead, the lead of anything, I, my arse just goes... Yeah. That's why, you know, when I look at proper sportsmen and, and fucking like, me and you have been lucky to meet a few in a time, but like that cold steel of like, I'm going to bring this home. I have none of that. No. I have either. none of that. I just start I, sweating, I actually, shaking. I actually would almost, I would almost, you know, people talk about that sort of winning mentality. Do you know what my mentality is? Deliberately sabotage yourself so you don't have to deal with the pressure of maybe winning. That That is honestly where my head is at. <laughs> If I was in a coach everything. or a manager of a team going yeah. to a World Cup or European Championships, I'd be like, let's just lose every group game and get this done yeah. with. Because yeah. it's just going to be so... It's like, if we get into the knockout stages, I don't think I can take losing there. Yeah. Let, let's start... I'll tell you what, guys. Game one, let's lose and bring expectations right down. And then whatever, <laughs> whatever happens after that is pleasant, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> guys? Guys. Another funny thing transpired, actually. Um, so it, people, we came back to it. Number one, what, how are you like, when people come back to yours for drinks? How do you find it? Very rarely happens. But um, Yeah. yeah. I, we, I, we, I, get, we... I tell you why. I get nervous. Same. Yeah, okay. Because okay, okay. Um, there's a lot of things at play here. One, I don't know if they really want to come back to ours. Do you know what I mean? You sort of feel like... Because yeah. if you go... If your house is down the road, you go, do you want to come back to us? I feel like you're putting those people in a position where yeah. they've that's a big thing to say no. I mean, as soon as they do come round, then I'm thinking, when does this end? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's no finish time. When, when you're out and then you go home, that is a nice finish, right? Yeah. If they come back to your house, what do you do? 
Like, no, but we'd arranged for people to come around. So we had the whole of Saturday was us getting the house ready for people to come around. So you, 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 the whole of Saturday you got... So it's really, <laughs> as we go on on this, I sort of initially when I've made comments like this, I've sort of been joking. But n- now I've got to be honest with you. I'm starting to think that we aren't friends. <laughs> we are. We're really close friends. Right. But you were, in, you were away, weren't you? And if I'd set text you and said, oh, you wouldn't have come back from your holiday a day early. Well, first of all, you said Saturday. I came back Friday evening. Yeah. So, well, you told me you were coming back Saturday. No, I didn't. So, okay. No, I didn't. So I was here Saturday. I'd love you to come around. I was, I was doing nothing on Saturday, just so you know. If you want to come around with these and the kids, I'd love to sit have, like have you to my house and like literally like give a little bit back to what you did to me. I mean, I do find it very stressful, I'm not going to lie. Right. I find it like... Because basically, so you, you make your house anyway, let's, really let's put, neat let's and put, t- Let's put to one side the fact that clearly I'm not welcome at your home, all right? We, <laughs> l- that's something we can deal with either later on in this episode or on another episode. We, we can unpack that. We can deal with that later. We can we unpack could, yeah. that and figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the issue here? But let's just get to the nuts and bolts. So you actually had people that you do consider to be friends back to your house. And you, <laughs> you, you and Catherine were getting the house ready. Right. Catherine's very good at that, right? right? Catherine knows exactly how she wants the house. I, I slip into very much like a labourer's sort of, like a sort of underling where I'm told to do a certain amount of jobs. I write the jobs down in a list form and I get them done. But my, my thing is, essentially you're making your house like you're going to sell it for people to come around and by the end, by the time everyone leaves, it's an absolute shit tip. Mm. So it's like, why not just have it when they come round? It's already a shit tip, and then you're not because it's the fear that they'll talk about you. You know, that's, what, yeah, know, that's one I, of the yeah. main reasons of going to people's houses is to talk about them afterwards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get that. But then I do think, like, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that sort of like thinks you set the standard so high, like it. it for me, it's like you. It, I was like, and also. Not that we live in squalor, because the house is always nice and clean, clean. But it's like you, we we have stuff that's just sitting around. Yeah, I'd love to say that I know, but I don't. I've not been invited around. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but th- anyway, I, I, I've digressed slightly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What, um, I, what I, the thing I would say about that is there are some people yeah. who like. So I would say that our house operates about. 15 to 20 percent less tidy than when we know someone's coming around right like that, yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. that's okay. kind of the working the working model for how the house is running right but there are some people um and i would include yourself in this that i'd be less concerned about if we were out and just uh, like just impromptu you oh, went can i should we go back to yours i'd be like cool with that because I, I i sort of feel like you know me, you're not going to think this guy's like a fucking animal or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also, but also your house was so immaculate when we went around there. Like, if I invited you and Lisa around to our house, and when I invite you and the, Lisa and the kids... Well, I think just stick with this, shall we? <laughs> then you'll go on. <laughs> like, my, uh, that'll be the two days for me. Really? Mate, I know for a fact I'll have to get back on, on the drive, get all the moss off the fucking driveway. D- dude, um, dude, I'll have to please, do the please, Mate, please tell me you, you're not going to clean the driveway... Mate, in, I had to in do this the other day. hypothetical sliding doors Mate, world where have I, you, I'm welcome. Have you ever had to? Have you had to get rid, ever get rid? Have you ever had to get rid of moss off a driveway? Uh, probably. I don't think I've ever done it though. It's so it's such a cruddy job. Mm. But why moss would you do that prick, if we man. were coming? Moss, you don't, why would you do that if we were coming round? That makes no sense to me. Because your house is a, your your house is a, a, an immaculate home. So I like, and when we came around there, it has like it was so tidy. Everything was lovely. Everything was really, really. I don't think I'd it was that tidy. On. First of all, secondly, it was very tidy, man. I mean, second, you just moved in there. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the reason why it was tidy. <laughs> it don't look like that now. <laughs> and you're right, Tom. You're right. Actually, that's a good point. We had just moved in. You were straight round. <laughs> what? What? One of the first people I'd say we invited to that house. <laughs> <laughs> I actually genuinely—I don't know if it's a hangover. I do feel terrible now. I well, you don't, really you don't need to feel terrible. Yeah. It is there's nothing to feel terrible about. It's just it hasn't occurred to you. That's not—you don't have to feel no, terrible. No, it hasn't occurred to me. I did say to oh, Catherine. So, you know, so that's actually worse. So it has occurred no, to you. No, 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 I did say to Catherine we should have the Rangan Athens over when they're done with their holidaying. Right. Because you know, because I know what you're like. It's like you take August is like you know you're a bit like the talented Mr. Ripley. You're all, all all over the fucking all over the world. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to be. 
Right, I'm probably going to have a little jaunt over to Portugal. You know, going to get in it. Get, look, the, the, one of the points I was getting to is this. Yeah, sorry. Do you ever have a situation? Have you have a situation where you feel like so? So look, do you, do you use Spotify? Yes. So we were sitting around last night, chatting. Everyone in the room uses Spotify apart from me. I still use Apple Music, right? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. But There's no, By I, the way, there is nothing wrong with using Apple Music. No, no, but I genuinely just always the curated use playlists since, are arguably better than Apple Music than Spotify. Anyway, carry on. Right. Yeah, but I, I've just been using it since iPods, right? And Nanos right. and stuff. Just find it an easy interface. And You didn't say any of this out loud at your soiree, did you? Yeah. Okay. I, and then I got absolutely rinsed for it. Yeah. And you know the thing where you're like... Uh, so I've now, and then I spent eight a while just then signing up for Spotify. I felt bullied into it. So well, I on the at the evening, you sign up to Spotify. <laughs> Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! Are you being serious? Yeah, I was like, I saw one of these people sort of are group. your friends, are they? They're close friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. They basically, they basically mean girl you into signing up for Spotify in your own. No, home. they they could. My wife couldn't give her head. My wife was like, "What happens when I send you songs on Spotify?" I was like, "Well, I just like fucking." copy and paste and just put them into Apple Music. And, you know, it's obviously a bit more of a drag. But now I'm like, actually, maybe I should have just got Spotify. I've slightly got a bit of a problem with Catherine here because she's turned on you there in that instance. Lisa does this to me a lot. Oh, we'll be mate. in a social situation and she, like, I'll start getting rinsed for something, as often happens. And then suddenly she fucking gets her claws out as well and starts joining in. You expect it to be on side. And she starts, she, oh, like, she, oh, yeah, well, you she, see the other thing he did. Well, oh, she's completely... She completely Sol Campbell'd me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I thought she was going to be a loyal club servant and she mm. slipped to the other side of London. Yeah. Speaking of which, just very briefly, if we can, uh, talk yeah. about FPL. Well, wow. uh, first of all, well done for setting up the code. Uh, second of all, have we got something like ten thousand people in the league? I, I, I think there might be more. I think I think there may be like twenty, thirty thousand. It's hard to tell because so many people are now drawing with points. Yeah, but it's yeah. There's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of people. There's a well, lot what of people. I will, what I will tell you this: it dominated my family week at Centre Park. It's right. so. Hold up. How many of your family are in the league? Everyone. Oh, wow. Lisa. Lisa has selected a team uh, and the boys helped her and her criteria was, are they fit? Wow. So if you... Well, all footballers are fit. I mean, yeah, yeah, but like for her... Aesthetically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Aesthetically, yeah. yeah. Are they are they sexy? I'd like to so know she... what Lisa finds sexy. Like, what is her team? Well, what I can tell you is it's meant that Erling Haaland is not in her team. Wow, which is because a big he's, risk. He's not, yeah, it's a huge risk. He's not made the cut. Who, um, who's she got with put, as a forward line? I don't, I don't know. Her I know that she's got Saka in it, which I said for a 44-year-old woman, I felt was a bit... <laughs> was a bit Dominic Calvert-Lewin, do you think? She might have gone for I think, he, I he's think he's in looking, there, yeah. He's a good-looking guy. I think Grealish is in there, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Phil Foden? Oh, please, God, don't let Phil Foden be in her team. <laughs> please. <laughs> Imagine uh, yeah. if that's the thing that finally, like, I just like, fucking hell. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought she was sound, and then I had a look at her. By the way, her team's called Sexy Ballers. Right? <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Sexy Ballers. Wow. I, I yeah. this, any team in the, in the Atlanta League now, this is the one I, I sort of kind of want to see the most. Yeah. And, and will she be subbing people out if she stops finding them attractive? I don't know how, I, I didn't ask her about her subs policy, actually. I just know that basically what happened was, is f f for an evening, um, the boys were given her names of players, then Googling them, and then she was deciding whether they, they met the cut or not for, for being in her team. Of it's like a sort orders. of weird sort of Fagan-ish vibe to it. Yeah, it's a really horrible thing to watch sort of transpire on a wholesome family break. <laughs> You just... of your kids going, is this one, mummy? Is this one sexy enough to be in your team? Do you think Enzo Fernandez is fit, mum? <laughs> who, who of these young boys do you think? <laughs> wow. Because a lot of people have said, oh, they've not seen me or you. This is the thing. There's so many, 
I, I genuinely thought we'd probably get about 500 people max. That's what league. I thought. So it's very hard for me to find you in that league. or Yeah, you. I can't find me either. I mean, I, I, you know, you scroll down the thing and you say, oh, fuck this, I can't be bothered to, yeah. um, to look. I can tell you that I'm doing quite badly so far. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many people. I'm 2,000 and something in that league. Yeah. I Have you got, you've got Erling Haaland, um, right? I have, yeah. 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 I, I'm not as uh, I'm not as superficial as a swan, <laughs> um, and also I, there's something about him that I find quite dashing. I think but, um, Erling Haaland's really attractive. I, I do, I do too. He is. We know me and you were talking about our lack of prowess and our lack of steel. He is the opposite of us. He has yeah. all of that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, it, it is going to be a thing for my fa- my kids are obsessed with this fantasy league, man. I, I, I like it's all we've been talking about and actually so on Saturday um because I was at home on Saturday and um we um we sat down to watch the the forest the Arsenal Nottingham Forest game and um and then my brother and his and his wife and kids came around oh so you have people over so you're making a big old stew with no well, they turned up, no they turned up on the day to drop off some birthday presents for the boys right so right. who wish the boys um, birthdays was it it's Charlie and Theo's birthdays during the next couple of days, but could you could. I haven't got much time to work with, have I? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? We're not going to see you for a year, so <laughs> what difference does it make? But um, <laughs> we were so in talking about fantasy for fantasy Premier League that I actually felt Din and Claire kind of almost dip out, almost be like regretting coming round. What was Lisa? Like, was Lisa really in the convo as well? Yeah, we were talking about like. Also, like you know, we like because Timber went off injured. Yeah, I've yeah. got him in my team, and then we were talking about that, and then like Di- like Din and Claire were looking at us like, "What the fuck's that?" Like, I think they were used to it from me and the boys. Yeah. When Lisa started going, "Oh my god!" Like they were just like, "Oh it's no!" It's Saliba in Lisa's team. I'd imagine he's a, he's really handsome. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm slightly nervous that I've managed to cancel Lisa because <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more sort of disgusting I think it is. <laughs> Um, just, sort of Lisa is... selecting selecting a group of young boys that are hot enough to... I mean, it's horrible. She's, it's, She's, you know, Kevin what? Bridges did that routine about like middle-aged women being really into One Direction and how wrong... It, I feel like it's not that far from that to me. <laughs> what would you do if she got a whole back piece done with all of her squad on it? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and they didn't tell me, just unveiled it one night. I went, we're on holiday. She's already had it done. We go away, first day on the beach. Lucas Dino from Aston Villa just staring back at you. Sexy ballers across the back of her neck. Sexy ballers 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Who's doing the best out of your family at the moment? um, Alex is doing the best. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's... um, some people have like triple captained already. I find it incredible. Yeah, I was actually considering doing that on Holland. But I mean, you've got a double game week. That's when you've got to kind of wait for. But to be fair, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, but I mean, they look good tonight. City. I actually thought Arsenal looked first half before they looked really strong. Anyway. Yeah, second half. And anyway, it doesn't, listen, by the way, in case you're listening to this getting nervous, we're not, we're not going to do that. But no. we might, I'll tell you what we might do. We might do a little spin-off at because it's. I, I don't think it's fair on people that aren't into it to have to listen. Yeah, to I us think I think, I think what we might have to do is just do like try and do like a ten fifteen minute sum up of the every Sunday. Yeah, and and chat about the league that we can get out. As yeah, a and I, I, when you first suggested it to me, I thought, well, we're not really qualified enough to do it. But yeah, you know, then I remembered that we take emails from people who've got really serious problems and try and dispense advice on those. So I don't see how this is much different. <laughs> You've been uh, you've been away, haven't you? As well, Nothing I went to large. Centre Parks. How was it? It was great. It's the best Centre Parks visit I've had. I think. Well, which one did you go to? Uh, Elverdon. Uh, full disclosure: booked it by accident in Suffolk. I think it is. Oh, nice, nice. Um, nice. I thought we. I actually thought we were booking a different one. I, I, I can't even explain to you the fear that went through my system when I booked it, like paid it, did it all. Then I get the confirmation email and realise that the one I've booked is two and a half hours further away than the one that I was told to Yeah, book. but then it feels like a proper holiday because you get the little road trip, don't you? Yeah, yeah. A road trip wasn't pleasant, I'm not going to lie to you. But, Why? Um, what was wrong with it? it? It took us like, it's supposed to take three hours, it took five. Mate, the M25, by the way, is fucked. Okay. Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, it is. The um, M25 is completely done. 
Yeah, it's. I fun. actually just think it's on its last. It's, it's on its last haunches. It's really like full. I actually feel sorry for it sometimes. It like I remember actually my cousin went out with a German bloke, and he came to uh, stay with us. Uh, and one of the main things he wanted to do was go and see the M25, like, and just watch watch it. So this German it, bloke's been round. Yeah, and I haven't still. No, <laughs> no, no. This is years ago. This is years okay. ago before I knew you. This is what I'm talking about. M25 was in its heyday. Right. I'm talking probably late late nineties, maybe ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, to be fair, you'd have been. Yes, you were a bit like he's a bit like you in a way. It's sort of similar sort of like vibe to him. Sort of like what quite, was that? What is that vibe? No, he's quite hip and cool, but he was a bit nerdy as well. I mean, look, okay. he, he wanted to do some cool stuff, but also he wanted to go and see the M25. Right. So actually, and I remember being quite proud at the time of showing him the M25. Yeah. He, he was sort of looking at it in absolute sort of awe and he'd heard like sort of stories of its legacy. And then, you yeah, know, I'd, I'd be ashamed to show him it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like when you think about this podcast, like a minute and a half ago, you asked me how Centre Parks was and now you're telling me about showing a German bloke the M25. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. So, um, yeah. I, 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 so Centre Parts was good. It was good. Like we did, we did segways. Oh wow! Theo's never been on a segway before. I unfortunately have been on a segway because I had to do an intensive segway training course for the Twitter advert I did. But um, we we went and did segways, and we went through the woods, and like they're like little off-road segways. It was quite fun, although they put us in high vis and helmets. I mean, oh, I did man. think I did think of you when. Yeah, I, I was so wish I'd known. Absolute fucking field. Day. Lisa could have fucking got a video. Oh please, have you got a photo of you? <laughs> yeah. Oh please, get that up. <laughs> um, but anyway, come on, so, Theo. Let's yeah. let's teach these woods a lesson, mate. Yeah, it turns out you don't need the picture. <laughs> be a fucking prick. Um, but um, there was like an older guy. Right. There was an older guy with like. I, I, I want to say old, like, maybe mid-60s, something like that. Right, right. And he's with a guy about my age, right? Right. I don't think they were a couple. I think they were just mates, right? Yeah. And um, Well, that's sort of lads holiday at certain parks. Did they have kids I, as well? I, could, I couldn't. I could, no, there were no kids with them. I couldn't really figure it out. But anyway, um, we went whizzing around the woods, and that well, were guy... Were with saw, you? So it was you and your family and them? It was only me and Theo that went. Oh, okay. And, and there's like, two we, yeah. a, and, and there's like and then another family. Like there's loads yeah. of people. Okay. So we were like um going through the woods and then um they kind of him and everyone behind him kind of disappeared. And then so we kind of looked around for a bit, went back and found them. And the old fella had come off his segway. Oh no. He 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 basically hit something and then did what you're not supposed to do, which is get off the front of the segway. And it had run him out. <laughs> oh my god! Did you it feel bad? Him him or did you feel guilty? I felt terrible because actually, it like it skinned his shin. Well, he was probably it trying was... to keep up with you as well, right? Because you've got to remember in that circumstance, you've gone from being like th this guy to being the you were probably like the coolest guy on the Segway, like well, gang. you know, I, I'm and not, you're I zipping wanna... off in front, and this guy is like yeah. looking at you, going, "Fucking hell, I've got to keep up with him because." That's almost my youth. Just like and he probably looked at that a lot deeper than you did. He watched you zip through, fucking high vis, just pinging sun, pinging off the high vis in your helmet, and then he's just like, "If I let him go too far in front, that is that's me saying goodbye to the guy I used to be." So he's probably zipping along trying to keep up with you. And yeah, well, can I tell you something quite sad? At the beginning of the session, they get you to like get on the Segway in like right. the little closed-off area to have a little go on it. And um, when I got on it, I did get some ooze from the um, from the from the group. You're like, you know, you're basically Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future One. <laughs> <laughs> and you basically earmarked this poor character as being your version of Biff Tanning. Oh god! And actually, you thought like this sad old duffer who's. Did he have, did he get back on his, his segway? Well, or? we had to we had to we, he did get back on the segway and we <laughs> God, I've just back. got a vision of you all making a stretcher and yeah, segway he, back. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he had he, he had blood pouring down his leg. Oh, Jesus. And um we got back to the thing. Two things struck me. One, I sort of didn't really feel comfortable leaving, even though I wasn't doing anything. 
It, like it'd come to the end of the thing. Yeah. And like everybody just sort of went, well, thank you. But there was a guy like getting medical attention. I felt a bit bad walking away. But I think like at the same time, I did think he doesn't want people hanging around watching. No, no. The, the other thing that... Um, also, he must have felt absolutely awful because he's, he's ruined everyone else's day by, you know, you've all had to head back because he's been overzealous on his segue. Well, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see the accident, so I don't know how much blame there was to be kind of uh, thrown was, his were way. People but, like, so, was there not like witnesses just saying, oh, my God, I mean, let's just call him Lenny. There was a, like, there was Lenny a woman was there. just flying along. There, there, was, there was a woman that sort of whispered to me, like, as we were going back, she just went, it's so funny. She just turned to me and she went, he did, he did come down with an awful bang. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, poor Len, man. Poor but Len. The, the other thing that struck me is how little of a shit his mate gave. Like, Theo actually noticed it. At one point, like, his, he was, while his mate was getting medical attention, he was doing donuts on his Segway. I mean, he really didn't really? seem to, he didn't really seem to be that bothered about what was going on. But. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly curious about what their situation was. Did you see yeah. him again when you were there? No, or? I saw the woman again. How she, often, like, like, in that sense, because I've only been, what's the, I think I went to the Nottingham one. What, yeah. Were you bumping, you know, like on holiday when you're in a hotel and you bump into, like, because if you're in a hotel, you bump into that guy four or five times, right? Did you not, did you not see him at all after that? No, I didn't see him at all. It's massive. But I did, there are, there were people that you just happened by coincidence to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to see a few times. It's um, weird in a way but, because um, I wasn't there, you were. There's a part of me that just wants to know how the story, like, who was the guy with him? Why didn't he care? I, I know it's weird, but this could be quite a funny sort of Netflix documentary. <laughs> You know, like when you know, like say, like making a murderer, or one of these things where that they just leave it at the end, and some people just go, "Oh yeah, whatever." You know, they get really, really f sort of fired up about it, and then like you know, mm. two weeks later, they can't even remember the fella's name. Yeah, but then for some of us, it's like you think, "Oh fucking hell, I wonder how you know Brandon is now." So, 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 hold on. What, what, what is the conclusion to that documentary? So, if if you're making the series what is your the question you're trying well, to at the moment the, like the way that you're making it this is your way of doing it are you are you, are you sorry are you, but first of all are you well for, for, i didn't realize i was in a pitch meeting that's that's the first thing i'd say i was just telling you what happened on this segway class no which right. I'm, I'm genuinely like things like that uh, are you saying that i didn't i should have tried to find out a bit more information is that what you're saying oh yeah i think like if you've gone through to a few cabins just saying oh, hello yeah i don't know if you remember if you know len Sort of old fellow, he came off a Segway earlier. So sort of maybe just left a like, few questions at the breakfast bar or the buffet, sort of like, you know, lurked about the swimming pool about see if you could get sort of just some final confirmation he was okay. Because that's the thing, yeah. you know, you, when you watch these things, it's like at the moment, all we know is him and his friend have had this weird argument. His mate doesn't care. He's fallen over. He's in absolute bits. He's got this whole thing about, like, I'm not young anymore. I've come to centre parks to sort of prove that I'm still sort of like, this cool, hip guy. I mean, you could be him in 20 years. Maybe that's what I'm scared of. Sure, but I don't see what finding out what his relationship with that guy is does to... Yeah, it's just a mystery. If me and you went to Centre Parks together, right? And you were trying to keep up with, like, some people who were zipping off on their segways and you came off your segway, I can guarantee this. Yeah. I would be by your side just making sure you're okay for as long as it took for you to... Well, I know that. You don't have to tell me that. I know Yeah, that. No, and you did the same well, for I me. So what's the deal yeah. with these two people who have come to Centre Parks on this massive holiday, sort of almost like a life-changing trip between the two of them, and now they just he doesn't care? Well, I'll tell you what I think, okay, because I, I have actually given this a bit of thought, because that guy did seem like a really nice dude. Yeah. The other guy. The both guy of them felt, seemed yeah, like The nice guy who dude. fell over felt... Yeah, both of them, both yeah. of them felt, seemed like really nice blokes, right? Yeah. Um, I think that guy felt like... Um, I think he knew enough about him to know that he wouldn't have wanted a fuss made. So I feel like he's analysed that situation. You and me, we want sympathy, yeah. arm around the shoulder. Yeah. You know, somebody going, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard happen <laughs> to anybody. That's what you and I need, yeah, yeah. right? in that situation. I feel like what that guy, that guy realised that it, what his mate needed was for that to be kind of almost brushed over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he'd be embarrassed or whatever. So I, I think he was actually probably doing a nice thing. Do you think they turned tails and then just sort of like basically got back to their cabin and said, let's just go, man. This is fucking, I don't want to be seen as... Or I, I, feel like, I feel like they might have gone back to their cabin and gone, 
he he sat him down and he's gone. He's got his like he's sort of looking at his dressing. He says, "Look, I'll help you freshen that up at, at like later on tonight." But apart from that, let's just draw a line under it and pretend that never happened. Mm. I'll never mention it again. And he said, "Thank you so much." Because you know what, um, me and you to... would have spent ages just me coming in and going, "Are you all right?" And you going. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, Miguel. I can't believe that happened to you. I'd probably give you a little hug, vice versa. Yeah, I, I'd want that if I was if that happened to me oh, and I was with Lisa, Lisa and the kids. I'd want that to be the only topic of conversation for the rest of the trip. Mate, I, the way I see it, I'd want it to be. I'd want it to come folklore around that whole place in Suffolk. So, yeah. like in three or four years' yeah. time, someone would go, "God, bloody hell, this awful thing about this fella coming off a Segway in the woods at Suffolk Centre Park." So, I'd go, "That was me." And they go, fucking hell, that sounded terrible. Everyone, everyone there, so it's basically they've had to, they don't even do the segway through the forest anymore. Mm. That would be sort of how. And then you'd go back there and you'd, and you'd actually get it reinstated because you felt so bad yeah, that people yeah. missing out. Well, I'd probably just say that. Yeah. This is the guy you are. Yeah, but then I'd probably get him to wear knee pads as well. And also probably just mm. sort of say, look, someone like Romesh has got an intense, Romesh is like the king of the segways. Um, he's an amazing segwayer. Don't try and keep up with him. Let him fucking be. You know, know your limits. Mm. They didn't go that fast, but yes, <laughs> I, I take your point. Uh, two awkward things that happened to me right. in centre parks. Uh, amongst, the, I mean, I, I can't list you all of the awkward things that happened, but the two things that stick out in my mind. One, uh, at the swimming, you know, the the, the yeah. swimming dome or whatever, yeah. which I, I find that, that whole experience awkward as shit. Have they got all the wave machines and all that sort of stuff there? Wave machine, lazy river, yeah. water slides, all that kind of stuff. The uh, we did the rapids, right? And the rapids are, um, well, basically, you go down as a group, but it's very, very quickly get separated, right? yeah, because they're just sort of like some people go faster than others or yeah. whatever, you get caught up in a different kind of current. The number of collisions I had with strangers, and when I say collisions, <laughs> I mean their legs wrapped around my back or kind of. <laughs> me crashing headfirst into someone's chest or whatever. It, it happened so many times. I mean, I, I it, to the point where it, the experience is ruined for me. Really? I, I just like, well, I just don't want to touch anybody. Do you know what I mean? And like, so I'm going down and I'm going, oh, sorry. And then people crash into my back and go, oh, sorry. Were and you then, screaming between... Like, I was completely silent. It, it, I would say I was so silent, it almost looked more psychopathic you know what, than somebody screaming. I think I always thought of you at Centre Parks, like sort of slipping into your board shorts, like <laughs> go, <laughs> grabbing a big cigar and just fucking chilling out on the lazy river. That's that's the vibe I get of you. I think I, like, yeah. it shocks me that you went on the rapids. I went on, I like all the water slides and everything. I yeah, it was. Like, it's a basically you've gone into a raw rumble situation. Yeah, essentially. And like, I just, there's a lot of, I found it very uncomfortable. Did anyone sort you of, I mean? did you have anyone sort of like, oh, hello, sort of thing to you, sort of yeah, try and start happened, conversations? That yeah, 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 that happened quite a bit. Yeah. And then the other thing that happened was, on the last night, I got quite drunk. Right. right? As is your by way. Accident. Well, by accident, because Lisa and I, we were like having dinner, we had a couple of bottles of wine, like just like not to get drunk, you know, it's just like it was a nice evening or whatever. And then I was quite drunk and I was walking out of the restaurant and I don't know why, but a woman came over and her kid was like a massive fan. But when I say kid, like this kid was like seven. Yeah, but you're writing so kids books out. now. So yeah, you, you, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Like, I don't know what it was. I can't even, I actually, do you know what it was? They did mention it, it was Taskmaster. Right. right yeah. So, so. Yeah, but you were then, in Taskmaster. Like, you'd have been two when you were in Taskmaster. Yeah, I guess that it, they must have watched it later on or something. I guess some of these, they keep the recordings on some sort of no, uh, way no, of watching the no, years later. Weird so I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels when he's like, like turned six or seven and gone. You need to see this. It's like a coming of age. I, thing. I do. I've got to be honest with you. Taskmaster happened in like it must be almost ten years ago. Yeah. I did Taskmaster. Somebody walked past me, recognised me, and goes, "All right, Tree Wizard." Which is one of the things I did yeah. in Taskmaster, and I thought, I can't believe that show. Like. I can't believe it's a great show, but I I think it's a strange thing for a seven year old who wasn't born at the time to go back and watch. Like if he if he was watching it now and watching this series, yeah, you know. But if it means it, well, the 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 awkward thing was is that the kid wanted to talk to me and I was drunk. Oh no! So it just was like a bit. So I was drunk enough to have an awkward conversation. But I wasn't so drunk that I didn't notice the mum bring it to a swift end. Oh, that, what were you swearing and stuff for? 
No, right, come on, mate. <laughs> no, no, but what were you doing? Were you just sort of like... I was just being like... Trying to be cool? You know how I describe it? No. You know how I describe it? Yeah, cool. You know, like an uncle at a party. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, you've been, like, on, the, uh, you've myself, been on the rackage? Thought... Come on, bloody hell. Now, that <laughs> a bloody big Royal Rumble, wasn't it? A big free-for-all there. No, no, I went on there twice, but... Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, I sort of just... No, the lady, you've yeah. more my fault. La- lady, ba- lady hit me in the back, legs wrapped around me. I felt like I was having sex with her. Hey, <laughs> oh, well, you listen to that summit, you'll, you'll figure out later on. Your mum will tell you later. Oh, you hear me? oh, yeah. No, of course, you've got to go. No, I was, go. obviously, yeah. it's been a bit of a weird one because I was involved in a big Segway smash. <laughs> did, you, did you get a photo and stuff and do a video for him or...? No, no. I think they would have done, but... Based on my behaviour, I think they decided to knock that on the head. Okay, should we do um? Should we do some emails? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've talked too much because I feel like I've not spoken to you for ages. I guess yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We, we would have had less to chat about <laughs> if you'd invited me round. But <clears throat> anyway, I will invite you. Yeah. I feel really bad about this. Dude, well, you know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, but you're away now till you're away for the next three weeks, two or three weeks, aren't you? No, you're right. I've I've not (laughs) been home. How long ago have you moved in? I've only been here six weeks. And you've got to remember that six weeks I've been away twice on like touring and stuff. So, sure enough. I've not had a lot of weekends here. How many times has James been around? Uh, First time that he came around recently. That was his first time. Very lucky. (laughs) Very lucky. Okay. Uh, This is from. Anon. Okay. Anon. Uh, now I'm actually gonna I'm I'm gonna edit this a little bit because it's quite long. This may seem a little deep, but bear with me. I'll explain uh, as simply as possible. Recently, I've been having conversations with friends about the importance of communication. Over time, I found out that it isn't what is said, but more what isn't said that creates gulfs in relationships. The less willing to talk about things that are pertinent to ourselves and those around us, the more it closes off those avenues of dialogue between us. I was with one of my best friends last night, chatting about this very subject. A bottle of wine in. And I said something along the lines of, I love you so much, man. I feel I can talk about anything. And that means that nothing's off the table because I'm willing to just be open about it. Like, remember last year when you told me that your wife is kind of racist? The fact that you mentioned it meant that I, I didn't have to. and We just moved on. Just opened doors to other parts of conversation rather than close them. This instantly got his back up and he accused me of having an issue with his wife. When I said I didn't, he said, then why are you bringing it up? And then became increasingly hostile. I tried to explain that I was only using it as a reference to highlight my point about communication to focus on his wife was to miss the point entirely. As he was having a go at me, he cried. Then I cried because I made him cry, aware that something deeper was going on. Then I tried to explain again, and then he stormed off into the night. Was I insensitive for bringing it up when he was the one who brought it up in the first place? I don't want to feel like he was throwing something, I was throwing something he'd told me in confidence back in his face, but that's how it felt he felt. Anyway, I've since sent him a text to reiterate my intentions in the cold light of day, that it's never about her, it's about us. Ironically, my whole spiel about openly communicating has bitten me in the arse. Maybe something's a bit left unsaid, as every time you open your mouth, you risk offending someone. Oh, that's an extreme take on it, I'd say. That's what makes life interesting, I guess. But did I get this one wrong? Sorry for the lengthy email. I would appreciate both your views on this. Much love and big up, you sweet, sweet souls. Tommy D. kind of want to know if the friend texts him back from the text I know, in the cold I was light of day. That. that feels I was like uh, that. That feels like a big part of sort of like so feels so like, feels like that could be series two of the Segway investigation yeah. uh, runner. So anyway, go on. So for me, um, it's such a difficult one because actually, I don't know, using that as a reference point of what is open conversation and what is a like you know that you trust each other and your opinions, but using the fact that. You know, he 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 was quite open up to you, and you you sort of talked about his wife being racist. It was obviously a big big deal f- for him to to admit something that abhorrent. I mean, and that horrible that you know she she is a racist, and that that's a really difficult thing to I guess know that your partner is is a racist. It's sort of I find, but what I find quite like, and this isn't having a go at you, but there's a there's obviously a part of you bringing that up as the one point of reference that is like. You know, in a moment that actually is quite a sweet moment where you're talking about your friendship and, and the, the positive sides of being able to talk about things, you bring up something that's, I guess, quite a sort of negative thing and 
although he's spoken to you about it, I guess it's his his place to bring out. It's a really, really difficult one. I, I find with, without knowing whether you've now got a, how, what what is the relationship because I'd I'd find it really difficult to number one be around someone like if, if someone came to me and said oh yeah my partner's a racist I, I'd sort of find it really hard to sort of what I don't want my relationship with that person would be like do you know what I mean let alone the the, the wife but I find it quite a sort of weird thing that that was brought up because I, I, I guess in a sense that maybe it wasn't dealt with before I, I find it yeah it's a hard one to sort of give I don't think you the the person in question has been particularly insensitive. I think it's probably a massive. If someone's opened up to you and said that they think their partner's racist, I, I guess it's something that they're questioning whether they should be with that person at all. I don't know, and and yeah, and then maybe they're worried that they've opened up too much. I think that's that's something that does happen when you sometimes speak to people, and yeah, and and as much. If I'm going to be really, really open and 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 you know, sitting here in quite a hungover state, but I actually think that for me, when you're having a really open conversation and, and a conversation that's sort of from this that's deep and you, you're sort of really going to sort of deal with some stuff, alcohol should never really pre. I don't think be particularly pre- present because I think there's moments it can make you sort of more candid and more open with stuff and how you're feeling, but it's also a trigger to sort of bring on any kind of aggression. And I think that there's times where alcohol can sort of, you know, you, you can, you can, you can judge things really, really wrong. It, you know, cities, it sounds like walking a straight line, uh, when you've been pulled over by a cop in a sort of American, American drama is almost like that with you. That's that guiding light of how you're going to deal with people's feelings and emotions. And you're not dealing with someone in their sort of clear and present mind. So someone who's drinking beer one night and going to tell you something who's drinking wine or spirits another night, those emotions are going to be sort of like pushed by the toxins that they're taking. So I'd say actually to sort of, you know, it's a good thing you got in touch and you, you when you were both sober, I just think sometimes probably being wary that there's a time and place to have those conversations. Actually, I'd say as well that, and I'm really, really culpable of this, and it's probably one of my favourite things about my relationship with Romesh, but I have friends that I love, and I don't usually tell them unless I'm really drunk. I seldom sort of tell them when I'm sober, and actually we should probably try and focus more on doing that rather than getting low, absolutely wasted and saying I love you, and then, yeah. So anyhow, that's I don't know if that's any good to you, but uh, yeah, there we go. I liked it, Tom. I liked it. Um... Uh, I would say, uh, I know this feels like a cop-out, but I don't feel like we've got enough information to really make a judgment as to whether this person was out of order or not. What I would say is, based on the information you have given, I, I, I know that this person will have found it difficult. And it, look, I know this is like, I know people are going to say racism is racism, but I I recently had an experience where, I don't, I think I've talked about this before, where a close friend of mine, said some stuff that I thought was blatantly homophobic. Yeah. And I found it really upsetting that somebody I was close to would say stuff like that. And and then it does beg the question, well, is this person the person that I thought they were? Do you know what I mean? And then you sort of, you ask questions about whether you can be close with that person. The reason I bring it up is like, did this, you know, the question is, is, is this friend's wife aggressively racist, politically racist, you know, like just out and out kind of thinks that people of colour are scum or whatever? Or is it that just as a point of like lack of education, not lack of education, but lack of awareness has said some racist things in the past or made some, like been prejudiced in a way that's sort of almost outside of her control and requires a bit of a talking to? Either way, you know, I, I don't know how extreme it is, but... Um, and you know, listen, I, I, you know, I know as well as anybody that racism is is disgusting. But what I would imagine is is that this person has said, has told you that when they did tell you, and it was really difficult for them to tell you that. And I imagine that they felt like they would have said it. It's been dealt with, and you two have moved beyond it. And then when you bring it up, however long later, that person because it's such an, uh, a highly charged subject for them, their assumption is, is that, that you've been thinking about that ever since. And, you know, that isn't the case from what you've said. 
But I can understand why that person might have felt like that, if that, that being your go-to point of reference. So in answer to your question, I don't think either of you are particularly in the wrong. I feel like all it takes is a little bit of understanding from both sides. I feel like I understand why he would have got upset and offended by that. But I also understand why you would have said it and not realised what the potential implications of that were. So I think it's as simple as a, as a misunderstanding, really. And, and I think it's good that you reached out. I would echo Tom's point about alcohol and the fact that, like, initially people think it's a conversational lubricant. But I feel like I've had many more conversations that are, have been made worse as a result of alcohol than I have conversations that have been made better. I mean, you know, like, I, I just feel like it's an inhibition remover, but to a fault. I would say. So, um, look, good luck with it, man. Um, and I, I wish you the very best. I hope you sort stuff out. Uh, okay, next email. Dear Tom and Rom, this is from, this is from someone in Crawley. Oh, wow. Um, I'm late to the party, uh, but clearing a pod a day on my daily walk around Forge Wood, which is in Crawley, keep up the good work. I'm at the point where you did your first face-to-face -face pod in Newcastle and Rom was shithoused into an inferior hotel room. <laughs> By the way, sound advice on tajin. Oh, I'd forgotten about that, which is now very much up front and centre when the fruit comes out. Tajin? Tajin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom, in the early... Do you remember those heady yeah, days yeah, yeah. when we actually had sort of varied content? Yeah. Uh, Tom, in the early days, has made a number of promises on behalf of both of you to meet various fans in various guises, maybe without the appreciation of the logistics. So my question to you is... By purpose or chance, have you to date actually met, videoed, called any of these civilians that you've promised that you'd get in touch with? Keep up the good work, and I may hear this again in six months' time, you sweet, sweet souls. So, Tom, uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I know the answer to this, but I guess it's worth kind of illustrating. So, of the numerous times, and look, to give credit where credit's due, you've slightly fallen out of this habit of promising everybody the emails and that you'll meet up with them. Have you, by accident, or deliberately met up with anybody that listens to the podcast. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've by bumped into someone who I don't think I've I've bumped into two people who've written into the podcast and we've read their emails out. Right, and I don't know if I promised to meet them because, as our friend here has uh, as rightly said, there was a time when that was my go-to. And at the time, if I'm honest with you, uh, I was very heady and I was sort of like. You know, a bit like, I guess, King Arthur before he found the sword and the stone. I was sort of like, you know, or like a bit like... Uh, um, was he heady? Yeah, he was kind of a bit sort of... I think so. He was like kind of crazy about finding the stone and like right. basically being king. But, you know, it's, it's like I didn't for a second... I actually had all best intentions of going to Guy. Remember Guy? You know, going to see Guy. I think he lived in Dublin. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, some of the other people that we promised a couple of weddings that we threw in and, but you know what, it, it, what started to transpire was actually that like you weren't really up for it, which I've sort of felt bad. Well, don't, well uh, first of all, first of all, I don't deliver that bit of information. Like that was a surprise. I, 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 you're making it out. Like I said, yeah, I'll come with you. And then like bailed out at the last minute. I told you from the very offset, I thought it was a terrible idea. I still to this day, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Ron. I, there's a part of me that I don't think my life will ever be complete if 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 I don't at least with you try to go and see a few of those old faces, you know, right. just to sort of turn up. Like when I go to my tour show in Dublin, I'd love to see Guy, see where he's at, see what's going on. Mm. There's people we've given. Mm. Look, there is people we've given two advice to to and, and sort of over the years that I or the what is it? We've been doing this two years. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. And and so there is times where you think, I wonder how they're getting on. I wonder, you know. The job is there any interview. part of you that what is there any part of you that worries that the reality of meeting us will be incredibly disappointing? Because yeah, yeah. I, I do feel that happens a lot when people. I mean, it happened with that that kid and their mother at Centre Parks. But like, what I mean is, a lot of the time, when somebody comes up to me and talks to me, and and I'm not just saying this, but when people say they listen to the podcast, I always feel like they they know you slightly better than anybody that's like yeah, yeah, watched yeah. anything else that yeah. we've done. But I always. Midway through the conversation, think this isn't what you hoped it was going to be. So, I, that, this paranoia kicks in, and I just think actually it would have been better for your impression of me to not have met me. You do, you ever, do you ever worry about? Yeah, that? I had that the other day. We were uh, we were just out in town, 
And mm. I was just with Grace. I kind of got like a coffee and a cake with her. And the guy came up and was like, I'm a really big fan of the podcast. So I was like, oh, cool. Thank you, man. And he was like, um, he started sort of being quite sort of quoting bits of it and chatting about stuff. And I was with Grace, obviously. I was quite, yeah. Oh, and I was like, thank you, man. That's really, really kind of you. And then he just was like, you're actually very really softly spoken in my life, aren't you? I said, mm, I'm with my <laughs> 19 month old daughter. Like, yeah. I, there was going to be a difference between how how I converse with Rombish on the podcast or on stage when I'm on stage than there is when I'm in a parade of shots with my 19 month. If I start putting on a show now, she's going to go, what the fuck's he doing? Yeah. Um, but he was quite aggressive about the fact that I wasn't putting on a show, like I wasn't, yeah, and it was just a matter that it wasn't a time or place to be. So, yeah, he left sure. being massively disappointed in the fact that, you know, he, he thought he was going to meet the wolf and he met a pathetic sort of stinky old dog that just had no real fucking... Yeah. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, but then there's a part of me it's not about... I don't know, I, I genuinely... some There's times when, when you read emails out, like, like the email we've just read out, right? There's like I want more information there. I'm, I'm like I kind of sort of feel that's quite an interesting thing, and that's one of the things that I love most about doing this podcast is that you know like when we've there's a few things where we've I've been messaged on or DM'd about some advice we've given that's worked or something that hasn't. <laughs> um, I'd like to know that something's happened, like that people have moved on, like that you know. And I guess it'd be nice to sort of shake hands and have a cold pint, and even if it is a bit awkward. Sometimes it's it's okay to be awkward. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But the answer to your question, mate, no, he hasn't. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Tomo. It's about that time, my guy. And can I just say, Tom, um, I know you're hungover because you had a, a get-together with your friends. You've been absolute dynamite on this, man. Oh, well, no, it's so, been a joy being with you, as always. Yeah. And I do miss you. And, and I, I have, I've got to say, it's, it's uh, I, I much prefer ones we do them in person. Yeah, me too. And also, but can I say, we've been besieged by uh, people offering us places to record a mukbang yeah. episode. Yeah, I saw that. We've had some emails about it as well. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is going to happen, right? Um, yeah, it is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. we just got picked. I don't actually have you had a corn dog yet? Can you have you know corn dogs, can't you? No, I can't. It's a hot dog wrapped in corn, right? Oh shit, they must do vegan corn dogs. Yeah, they probably do, but I can't imagine they're nice, are they? Yeah, I reckon that's one of the things we could have for the mukbangs. Okay, it's a great idea. Okay. Um all right, go on then, Tommy. What is a lawn if it's seldom mowed? Does it just become a field? Was it become somewhere for wasps and ants and flies and insects to hang out? Not just a pretty sheared lawn to stare over where couples can sunbathe and giggle with pints of cider and kids can run around and practice to ride a bike. Fact is that sometimes in life, it's easy just to let the grass grow beneath your feet and think, hmm, I could do with a change, but mowing this is too difficult. Sometimes in life, it's easy just to Pretend that the dust upon your shelf is supposed to be there because it gives a look of a library or somewhere else that's unkempt. The truth of the matter is it's always good to fret and fray and try and keep things as neat and tidy as possible. But sometimes we lack to do that in our own heads. Sometimes we let the grass grow long or the dust settle too deep. And actually, it's more harmful than good to allow that. It's good sometimes just to extinguish those things. The only way to do that is letting out how you feel and telling a friend or a loved one, yeah, the grass of my brain has grown a little bit too uh, long and the dust has grown too deep. And actually I'm feeling a little bit down, I'm feeling a little bit blue. And this might be because of the fact I'm hungover and last night I had conversations when I was drunk that I felt I let off a bit of steam. Or it could be just the fact I'm looking out my window right now thinking, shit, I should mow that lawn. Back to the matter is this. Tell your friends if you need them and be there to mow their lawns if they need you. Really, really nice, Tom. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, if really I'm nice. honest with you there, that was genuine. I looked outside and looked at the state of my lawn and thought, actually, that's probably should have done that when everyone came around yesterday. Mm. 
Uh, well, look, uh, for a song to play us out, uh, I've been listening to, I think it's like got quite high. I think it's quite high in the charts. I don't know if anybody cares about the charts anymore. But Chase and Stace have done a song with friend of the podcast, Becky Hill, called Disconnect. I love this tune. So it's so good, isn't it? Do you know who I saw? is Big John Fisher dancing to this in his kitchen while he was eating a Chinese. Nice. Uh, you know what? He's a he's a sweet soul, old Big John Fisher. Old Big John Fisher? Yeah, he doesn't need do any more adjectives, does he? Huh? <laughs> the Bosch King, King Bosch. Sweet, sweet old Big John Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know who yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, John Fisher, yeah. yeah. Big old John Fisher. Yeah, he likes yeah. the Chinese and stuff. I love Big yeah. John. Little John Fisher's dad. They're a sweet uh, old, okay. I love the Fisher family. Yeah, yeah, me too. Sweet, sweet souls. Um, all right, well, let's uh, play Disconnect, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. See you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.